नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रवाशकृत वंदे भगवंदनपुन ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवत्याय दक्षिणामूर्त नम The Shanti Mantra of this Upanishad is Om Badram Karne Vishrunuyama Deva Badram Pashye Makshavir Yajatra Stirayrangai Sushtuvagum Sastanubihi Vyashema Devahitam Yadayuhu Sustina Indro Vriddhashravaha Sustina Pusha Vishwavedaha स्वस्तिनस्ताक्षो अरिष्टनेमी स्वस्तिनो बृहस्पतिर्दू ओ शांति 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 द मंत्र श्लोकास ऑफ दिस उपनिषद रिटन बाय शंकराचार्य इज प्रज्ञा सुप्रदान स्थिरजिगर व्याप्यव्याप्य लोकान्भुक्वाभोगास्तविष्टाजन्यान्वान्शेषास्वी मधुरभुं मयया भोजयन्नो मया संख्यम तुरीय परमृतमज यो विश्वात्मा विदिज विषयान्श्यभोगास्तविष्टान्श्चान्यान्वी विभवान्ोतिषास्वेन सूक्ष्मेदनरभिशन स्वात्मस्तापय उपनिषद इज स्टार्टिंग विथ सिक्स मंत्रास इन द बिगिनिंग फॉलोड बाय कारिका एंड देन सेवेंथ मंत्रा लाइक दैट the first six mantras are like what we have completed is omitte dadaksharam idam sarvam tasyova vyakhyanam bhutam bavit bavat bhavishyat iti sarvam omkara eva yachanyatra kaladidam tadapyo omkara eva sarvam hetad brahma ayamatma brahma soyamatma chatushpad jagaridastano bhipratnya saptanga ekona vimshati mukha स्थूल वैश्वानर प्रथम पाद स्वस्थानो अंत प्रज्ञ सप्तांगकोन विशति मुख प्रभीजीय पाद यो न कंजन काम काम ये न कंजन स्वप्न पश्यप्न पश्य तत्सुषुप्त सुषुप्तस्थान एकीभूत प्रज्ञाघनम आनंदमय आनंदभुक्तेजो मुख प्राज्ञस्तुदीय पाद सर्वेशर एष सर्वज्ञ 
ಏಷಾಂತರ್ಯಾಮಿ ಏಷ ಯೋನಿ ಸರ್ವಸ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭವ ಹಿ ಅಪ್ಪಿ ಅಯೋ ಹಿ ಭೂತಾನ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಿಕ್ಸ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟೆಡ್ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವೇಶರ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಏಷ ಅಪಿ ಅಂತರ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸರ್ವಸ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭವ ಅಭ್ಯಯೋ ಹಿ ಭೂತಾನ ನೌ ಇಫ್ ಯು ರೀಕಾಲ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ ದಟ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಜಾಗರತ್ ವೇಕಿಂಗ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಅಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಿ ಆರ್ ದ ಸುಷುಪ್ತ ಸ್ಥಾನ ಏಕೀಭೂತ ಇದು ದಟ್ ತ್ರೀ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಸ್ ಹವ್ ಬಿನ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದಟ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೇಟ್ ವೇದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೆನ್ಷನಿಂಗ್ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವೇಶ್ವರ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಏಷ ಅಂತರ್ಯಾಮಿ ಏಷ ಯೋನಿ ಸರ್ವಸ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭವ ಅಪ್ಯೇಹಿ ಭೂತಾನ ನೌ ಎ ಟಿಪಿಕಲ್ ಡೌಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅರೈಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅವರ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ ದ ವೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ ದ ವೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಡ್ರೀಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೀಪ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಸಡನ್ಲಿ ವೈ ಇಸ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಜಂಪಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಈಶ್ವರ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವೇಶ್ವರ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಏಷ ಅಂತರ್ಯಾಮಿ and he is also saying the upanishad is also saying bhutanam hi prabhava apiyo hi etana he only is the the creator and dissolute dissolution or the creation this utpatti pralaya of bhutanam now how what is this relationship between the three states which has been mentioned in the three mantras before and this sixth mantra which is talking about the ishvara there seems to be a some disconnect between the two so naturally the question will arise in our mind is that why is it that the upanishad is jumping from one side he is talking about the waking dream and deep sleep and then suddenly jumping to ishvara what what i mean something is missing or is the upanishad miss out something in between to clarify that this is this is the place where we need masters to come in and step in and explain to us what is the method because upanishad is basically is the you know insight of rishis who have seen the truth and they when they mention it sometimes they may not even correlate between the previous mantra to the next mantra because it is not in their mind that if they are teaching somebody they are talking it from their own experience so from an internal from a internal experience or from a atmanubhuti or so when it is being experienced by that rishi and when he is mentioning that we may obviously think that there is a disconnect between the uh previous three states which is being explained as waking dream and deep sleep and the ishvara which is there the sixth month so gaudapata has steps in for helping us by writing the karika and the karika itself is slightly you know uh, tough for an ordinary mind to understand where the shankaracharya comes in steps in and then completes the whole explanation for each of us can understand it much better even with shankaracharya's explanation 
unless we have the knowledge of sanskrit and you know the relationship where, where he is referring to he is referring to so many shruti vakyas and smriti vakyas in the other upanishads and etc so unless a person who has been trained in traditional uh, knowledge of prasthanatraya and has knowledge where these references are being made by shankaracharya the complete picture of the upanishad and the karikas will not be clear to our mind i will try my level best i know that i am nowhere near to complete the gap between the shankaracharya and what what i am what is needed by the earnest speak seekers who want to know the reality but to best of my knowledge and capability i will try and explain the reading from what the karika gaudapada has written and the bashi of shankaracharya has written and what my guru has taught me so based on the three i will explain these state these connection between the three states and the sixth mantra which is the mentioned to understand that let us first see what gaudapada is telling about through in the karika so that we get a rough idea we will build it up step by step so the first karika goes this way bahi prajna vibhur vishwa hi anda prajna stu taijasa gana prajna stada prajna eka eva strita strita now bahi prajna vibhu vishwa the bahi prajna is the the one which is cognizing or experiencing the outer world means the gross world who in the mantra has mentioned as vishwa and he is a vibhu because vibhu means vyapaka because vyapaka shilanam yes yes that is that he has knowledge of the total field of experience therefore he is a vibhu that is the name given to him is vishwa and he means indeed andapratnyasu taijasa here andapratnya is referred to the the knowledge or the experience of what is in the imagination memory or in the dream or the subtle world of our experiences please understand even this upanishad talks about gross and subtle it is not differentiating between our physical body going to waking state physical uh, you know dream state and the deep sleep state but what it is referring to is from the experiential point of view of the individual whether the body is awake or sleeping these not a criteria when we understand the meaning so first of all we have to keep that in our mind that when the upanishad is talking about it is the experience of the gross subtle and the absence of both gross and subtle are the three states it can happen in our bodily waking awake situation or body when it is sleeping or body when it is in the deep sleep how does this differences take place is to be understood properly when the gross elements are experienced using our sense organs 
that information, that knowledge which is acquired by the sense organs is accepted by the mind and stored as a memory. Now, all the items which have been conceived by the sense organs outside the world may not enter the realm of the memory. There may be blanks in between. So we have the three situations. One is the cognition of the gross. One is the memory of the gross, part, part memory of the gross. And absence of, even though we experienced it, it is not remaining in the memory. This, if we, if we really look into our own day-to-day -day activity or momentary, momentary activities, Pratibodha Viditam. This is where it is saying, every moment when we are understanding what is happening, we will know that we have lived so many years in our life, we don't remember all of them. That means there is a blank. There has been states of absolute blank of the life we lived from childhood till now. Some of them are remembered in memory, some of them are not. So, which shows very clearly that even we, even if we are engaged in our day-to-day -day life in the, with the gross world outside with our sense organs as the tools of cognition for us to interchange, the subtle world has accepted only part of it and there is a gap between the, what has been accepted and what is not accepted. So these three are the one which is saying that Bahi Pratnya means the with, the with the gross world which is cognized by the world outside through the sensory organs. Anda Pratnya means that which has been taken inside after cognizing by the world sensory organs outside as memory with us. And Ghana Pratnya. Ghana means thick or pratyana ghana it is it is there in the knowledge but at the same time it is not accessible by the subtle mind or the gross mind because when sense organs are submitting the inputs from the world outside it is it is being recorded in the mind but what mind records are in two different levels one is in the called in the subtle level which is available as memory and all some of them goes deep down in the subconscious mind as as what you call tendencies or vasanas or even you know in the form of ignorance the ignorance is not the absence of knowledge which we normally talk about but is the ignorance or the incapacity to recall it when required. This is why when we, so when we see a something, we say, oh, yeah, I remember, I, have, I think I have seen it somewhere, but I don't know exactly what is it or what is the name or what is his name or what. These type of non-capability to recall them, even though, and at a very, very superficial level, we have a vague idea of it, but there is no concrete thing. But in the case of memory, it is not like that. 
if you see an elephant and you know knew it is an elephant from the cognition then next time when you see an elephant or a cow or whichever may be the object you are able to say that yeah this is the similar type of an animal which i've seen earlier or similar object which i've seen earlier so you are able to correlate between the the memory and the current experience sometimes the current experience need not be in the friend at all you may in a daydreaming or even you may remember of a of a thing suppose when i say right now when i said elephant those who have seen elephant knew what i am referring to the elephant is not nowhere there but the mere word has brought in that memory knowledge from the sub so that capability of the mind or the the is called the andapratnya or the subtle mind which is called the taijasa this is predominantly there in the case of a dreaming state of our our experience where most of the memories of the waking are brought in by the mind for experiencing in a subtle way without physical objective objects available there but there also there are gross aspects of that memory which lasts whereas with us when we wake up we are able to recollect the memory of the dream because the grossness of the subtle which is contradictory statements in the but i have no other way to explain that that impact which that subtle has left in the experience is as good as ex- experiencing a gross thing that's why when we are waking up we are able to recollect and say that yeah i i dreamt about going to such and such a place or i dreamt having you know driven a car the person doesn't know how to drive a car but he has traveled in the car but he now thinks that he is driving the car so those type of thing or you know some people have a you know fearful dream that may last even on the physical level with the shivering or sweating all when we wake up from a uh you know horrible dream when that thing so all those things have got grossness not in the physical sense of the grossness of the waking world but grossness of the subtle itself which remains as an impact when the person gets out of the dream is able to recollect it but many of the things were there also you will see that if you look at it 80 70 80 90% of the dream we may not remember some aspects which will be remembering which i now mentioned as the gross of the dream but there are the things which have been remembered which is not even known to us what is being there brought in our dream from where it is coming so these are being brought by some some entity which knows these things otherwise from not no one and a thing which is not existing cannot happen anytime whether it's a dream or waking so it has been brought by that pratnya so the same three combination of gross subtle and absence is there in the dream also but when it comes to pratnyana ghana ghana pratnya of the state of deep sleep which is present in the waking which is present in the dream which is which is predominant in the deep sleep is the one which is one 
which has no experiential knowledge at all, neither memory nor recollection. It is a as if nothing is there. Nakinjida Vedesh. I knew nothing. That thick existence, knowledge without the object is called the Prajnanakana. Now, what the, the Karika says, Eka Eva Stridad Sita. Now, if this is the most important aspect of this Karika. Eka Eva, there is only one which alone has appeared or stood as the three states of experience. In the waking also, it stood as three. In the dream also, it has stood as three. In the deep sleep, as a khana, as the one which has got absence of all those things. But the one who says that, I knew I was awake, I knew I dreamt, I knew nothing, but I was had a good sleep. All these things are by an entity which says that I knew I dreamt, I knew I slept, I am now awake to tell that. So there is a common entity which is witnessing or rather being present in the three experiential conditions. Now I don't want to use the word three states of experiences. So there is why three conditional experiences which I am referring to. Because it happens in waking three, it, in the dream also there are three, and the deep sleep is where neither of the waking and the dream is not happening. So when Gaudapada uses this, this aspect of the, you know, of the three state, uh, the three experiences, what the Atma is the one who say that there is that Atma which is independent of all the three states. But the Atma here means not the Atman Brahman which is the same word which is the in the thing. Here the Atma starts for the self, the individual self. Even when the moments of the three, three conditions are observing, the observer, the self as an observer, remains untouched by the events of the taking and the dream and the deep sleep or the subtle gross and the, the non-cognition. If the self had been, the, ob the observing self had been affected by the events of the waking gross or waking in a subtle, the same cannot be without a experience in the deep sleep. In the deep sleep, he is devoid of all the grossness and the subtleness. Very well shows that even at the time of experiencing the grossness of the cognition, or the memory and the subtleness of the dream and the memory of the in the in the thing in the condition of subtleness he was present but untouched by the events that is why he says that i am the one who dreamt or i had a good sleep 
and I am saying this now in my waking that I am the one I know now that I am awake and only when I am awake I am able to say that I am the one who dreamt and I had a good sleep which very clearly shows that even when the three things were happening independently at different moments of time whether you call it as a waking or a dream and in the deep sleep this self has remained unaffected untouched untainted by the events of the experiential interaction the example which shankara uses or the shruti uses in the in the upanishad is that like the bird flying through a cloud he he is unaffected by the cloud he can fly through the cloud the cloud is there in the air space when there is no cloud also his flight is not affected the the sense that that the cloud has not stopped him or if the another example which is used in is about the fish in the water a fish moving from one one bank to another bank the events and the qualities of the right side bank and left side bank are different and the the visions or the experiences of the right or left may be different but the fish in spite of when he is going from one to another he is independent of either of the banks which are got different experiences which it had been giving it he was observing the events of the each of the bank he himself was untainted or untouched by the events of the bank the right bank or left bank same way this self which had seen the grossness of the waking world or in the waking world or the memories of the waking world it can be a bad memory or it can be a good memory but it is a subtle world the events can be a gross event can be either tormenting or it can be pleasant doesn't matter he is untainted whether it was tormenting or good pleasant either as a gross element gross in experience you know cognition or as a memory of the events of the waking therefore what we have to understand that the sixth mantra where he mentioned the upanishad mentioned as sarveshwara esha sarveshwara esha sarvajnaha esha andaryami now all these things is it referring to the ishwara which is the the creator of all or is he referring to the self which is untainted by because quality wise both have been referred to as you know it is untainted by you know by what the events what is happening in the case of ishwara the definition also to explain that the kariga takes up a very detailed wording in the second karika dakshinakshi mukhe vishwa manasastu taijasa aakashe cha hridi pratnya stridadehe vivastitah now the vishwa by operating through the right eye is a is a vedic way of representing the entire sensory organs of cognition that is being used by as a upanishad uh, uses them I mean, that is that thing because even in the in the brahadarnya upanishad it is says indohe indohavai nama nama esha yo ayam dakshina aksha purushah so, so 
Gaudapada is using the same word which the Brihadarana Upanishad has used for explaining the association through the sense organs of the or the Vishwa, the who is in the waking world. So what happens in that is is wake through the waking eyes, the Vishwa, and then recollecting them as memory is Taijasa, the gross is called by Vishwa. And then when both are not being experienced, he is called a Pratnya. So this one in the Dekshanakshi Mukhe, see, and Indaha Vai Nama Esha Ayom Dekshanakshi and the Purusha Eva, Evam Evam Abhi Indam Sanda Indra Itya Chakshate Parokshena Eva Parakshi Priya Ha Eva Isha Pratyakshi Dvisha. This is what exactly the Brihadarana Upanishad Mandra says. What I say says that is that even he is the Indra, he is the controller of the sense organ. Therefore, Indriyam, the word, the sensory organs comes from the word Indra. Indra is the presiding deity or the controller for the all the sense organs put together and is supposed to be residing in the in the right eye for the purpose of you know locating that devata to one place therefore there are a lot of mantras and upanishads in the vedas you will find that the right has got uh, you know predominance in some of the you know vedic karmas so we are not getting into that aspect here we are why we are saying that why the dakshinakshi is used is it is accepted in the vedas that this gross controller of gross experience seated in the right eye is the predominant controller of all the sense organs. And therefore, he is, even though presiding in the right eye or the sense, all the control sense organs, the events of the sense organs do not taint him or touch him. Sir, the, then the, 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 in the, in the, Bhashya, Shankaracharya Bhashya, he is bringing up a op objection as a, an, a person objecting to that. How can the microcosm and the macrocosm or the cosmic controller, which is controlling the entire Vishwam or Virat, be the same as the Vishwa which you are saying sitting in the right eye? This cannot be admitted because the person who the one the controller of the gross of the whole cosmos cannot be the same person who is in in the residing in the individual eye on the on the individuality on the right eye side. So the answer given by Shankara is that no, there is no problem for that. Because the Upanishad itself in the, in the Chaito Chaitra Upanishad says that Yekaha Deva Sarva Bhuteshu Gudaha. It is only one which is residing as in the many. We have seen this in the Kado Upanishad also. Antaha Behibhiji. It is inside and it is outside. And Angushta Matra Purusha as a, in a residing in one individual. But at the same time, it is the one which is there in, in as a, a vivu 
Sarvagata and presiding over all the things. Also the Bhagavad Gita says, Kshetraknyam Chabhimam Vidhi Sarvashetra in the 13th chapter, second month, second sloka. He say, Krishna says that, please know me as the, the indweller of all creations in every creation, every atom of the creation, I am the indweller, I am residing in every of the creations. Avibhaktam cha bhudeshu, vibhaktam iva cha sthitam. Even though avibhaktam, I am I, that, that entity or the Brahman or the Sarvajit thing is indivisible, vibhaktam iva, as if I have been divided and put it into different jars. Now the space is indivisible. But when we assemble about 100 jars, we have got, as if the space has been divided and made into 100 spaces, one can fill with water, one can be grain, one can be gold or any of the oil, anything can be filled. So the space, even though not indivisible, because of the, shape, the form of the ubadi or the instrument, the, the jars, we feel that the space can be divided into many. Same way, avibhittam cha bhuteshu so that is also in the 13th chapter, 16th uh, sloka of Bhagavad Gita. Both these things are, both the Shruti, Chandogya Upanishad, as well as Bhagavad Gita says that this is possible that the controller of the cosmos can also be present in the individual. In the individual, he may be, he may be called as a Hiranyagarbha. Vishwa or in a, in a Thaijasa, Pratnya and uh, Vishwa or in the gross, in the cosmic level he is called Virat, Hiranyagarbha and Pratnya in this thing. So what happens is that then if the same controller is the one which is being there used at, this is why the this Kariga is the important Kariga which links the three states of our experiences, gross, subtle, and, uh, you know, and the non-cognition of the deep sleep, and the witness of the Turiya. He is bringing the, con the concept of Turiya by bringing the witness which is experiencing all the three. So, before bringing that, that, word Turiya and that the witness which is present in all the three be untouched by that which will come in the seventh and eighth Karika. Before that he wants to make us understand that how it is present even in the individuals. Taijasa, Hiranyagarbha and Virat, these are all the gross and the Vishwa, the Pratnya. These terms of the gross and the cosmos are used, even can be used interchangeably because they are not separate in, in, the, in their essence. Even though with the relation with the body, we may call it as Vishwa, Pratyajasa and Pratnya or Virat, Ghairanagarbha and Ishwara in the, in the cosmos. So, the, these are the three ways in which it is being brought about. So, here now, 
the question can come how then can this be uh, if we you say that this is the same the person who is in the deep sleep his breathing is working if he has become he has become one with the cosmos or cosmic entity his dependency on the prana or the breathing is seen by all of us for a person who is sleeping how do we how do you how do you explain that is a question which is being asked the upanishad or the shankara bhashya says that there is no difference the prana which is seen as functioning in the body of the individual who is deep in the deep sleep that is for the one who is observing the one who is sleeping not for the person who is sleeping himself the one who is in the deep sleep he is not even aware that his, his prana is working that entity should be separate to know whether the prana is working in me or the breathing is working in me at the deep sleep level to know that it is an independent thing but that independence is dissolved he has become one he the pratnya and brahman is is connected or the ishvara is connected this is how the sixth mantra is getting connected with the three states of experience it is not an issue he is what and in shankaracharya bhashya says that that is the same thing what is being called as a prana the prana hi antar sarvam samvrante ee chandogya upanishad shruti says that it is the prana which is in the form of brahman which is otherwise called the brahman the same word prana is used as for mind for the vital air as well as for brahman in upanishad interchangingly so we should understand that why this interchange usage is relevant or valid is because the breathing which we see physically is only a relative instrument limited activity but the same prana is the one which is pranohi mana prana bandhanam hi saumya mana is another upanishad mantra in the chandogya upanishad say that that attachment toward the breathing is the reason why we feel the mind is in in flex because of the flux of the air, vital airs actually speaking the flux of the mind and the flux of the air physical air which is called the prana apana upana samana vyana dana that have independent but when we refer to prana as brahman that brahman and the prana are not neither the mind nor the white layers there the reference of prana is referring to brahman in the in it untouched unconditioned unrelated to any upadi or an instrument so there the prana word before the creation is called avyakrata and when creation takes place it takes the form of mind and the vital layers five vital layers in the avyakrata rupa the prana 
is nothing but the potency to become many. That potency to become many is called at the time as prana and brahma, and where is it different from the 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 total the brahman from where the 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 creation supposed to be appearing to be there? No, it is not different. That is why in the in the Shankara Bhashya he says that this difference is due to the upadi limitam. We feel that the limitation is coming due to the association of the bodies. So he goes to the explanation of that into the third month, third kariga. Vishohi stulabung nityam. The word nityam is important. Taijasa pravibhukta book. Ananda book tada pratnya trida bogam nibodataha. The Vishwa is indeed the is the one which is in the in control or the is the is the witness and controller for the gross experiences i'm not taking waking dream and deep sleep here i'm dividing it into gross subtle and the absence of both and the subtype the book or the the subtle experience is by the taijasa Ananda book or the absence of both gross and subtle and when the khana pratyana khana is the ananda book or the, the the bliss of the deep sleep all these things in the person pratnya the pratnya the witness or the consciousness in the one which is knowing the consciousness or awareness with which knows these things nityam is the one nityam it is the one which is not getting changing the one which we we had if you look at it that the gross experiences of a childhood which we had has changed the gross of the age what we are now the memories and the subtle world of the childhood has changed enough for now and that have the absence because the relative gross and subtle were different in the child and the relative gross and subtle are different now but the the absence of both is ananda only the contain which has remained unchanging therefore it is nitya and you should nibodha you should be understood as that these threefold aspects of gross subtle and the absence of the two is being observed by one who is andaryami which is the thing in the sixth mantra which we mentioned yesha sarveshara yesha sarvatnya sarvatnya is when it is in the cosmic level he is the one who knows everything because he has become everything in the individual level it is the it is that pratnya which is there in the gross which is there in the subtle which is there in the deep sleep or the non uh, the gross and subtle he is the one who is knowing all those things what is the gross who else is knowing what is gross experience who is the one who is knowing what is the subtle experience who is the one who is knowing that there is absence of both gross and subtle in the deep sleep so there is only one ekatrita triptim nibodata so he is the one who is the one vitnya in that in the form of the three is the one same thing if you go to the cosmic entity side he becomes sarvatnya because he is the one in as 
Shetrakyam Chavimam Vidhi Sarva Chetreshu Varada. So then what happens in having entered or through the utilization of the individuality of the, the creation, having become that through the individuality of the creation, he still becomes the Sarvatnya. And he is a controller of the creation, Utpati Pralaya, Sarvabhutanam, Prabhava Apyayohu. Prabhava means creation, Apyayo means Pralaya or dissolution. Sarvabhutana in the sixth mantra we say. He is the one who creates the individualities or the one which is in the independent multitude. He is the one who dissolves them. Now both being from the cosmic level of as Ishwara and Prajna as an individual in the subtle body of the individual creations, there is absolutely no difference between that. Because in that subtleness, the the the, the, the prajna in the deep sleep when he or the, in the deep absence of gross and subtle, when he is in the absence, there lies the potency avyagrata rupa or the unmanifest form of what is going to come as gross or subtle when he leaves that state of non-cognition of the gross and subtle, just as pralaya is the non-creation of objects of the multitude of the cosmos. When he creates the cross, the whole world creation, he is the, he is the creator of the whole world. Same Ishara is a controller for the whole grossness of the Vishwa in the gross body. Same Ishara becoming Pratnya in the individual creations he is the one who controls the grass and the subtle and the one which is not recognizing the two. So from both the words, absolute parallel, parallel explanation is valid. Therefore, both the grass, subtle and the non-cognition of grass and subtle in the individual level and Utpati Pralaya or the creation and dissolution and the absence of anything in the Ishara level, that is also the same. So from all these things, identical, he has now resolved the, both the issues of the mantras which is there for Jagrat, Sopna, Sushupti, and the sixth mantra which is Yesha, Sarvesha, Sarvaknya, Sarvajit, Sarvantaryami, Utpatti, Prabhava, Sarvabhutanam, that is now, has been brought into conclusion. Then he says that in the fifth mantra, what? Trishudhamasu yadbhojyam bhoktab yascha prakirtitaha vedat ubayam yastu sa bunjano nalipyate Trishudhamasu yadbhojyam bhokta yascha prakirtitaha This is in another, the Shevdashudra Upanishad, it is Quoted in a different way. Trishudamasu yadbhogyam bhokta bhogas chayadbhavet tebyo vilakshana sachi chinmatroham sadashivam is the mantra of the Shweta Shadra Upanishad. He is using the same theme mentioning here in, a, in his own words. Uh, Gaudapada is mentioning that. It is the same one who is experiencing 
as the object the subject and the relation between the two bojyam bokta yacha prakirtida now these three then in any experience we have the subject the object and the relationship between them these three are from which point of view when you consider that they are independent and they have independent existence where did their independent existence go when neither the gross nor the subtle were present in the absence of gross and subtle in the deep sleep or the in the sushupti samaya pratyana gana samaya what happened to this these things you cannot divide that in that state but when it comes to gross and subtle you have the subject object and the experiencing the but the one who has been seeing as the one vilakshana sakshi the one which is seeing them as the one knowing the gross objects i am using the instruments of the sensory organs the dakshanakshi purusha the one which is using the sense organs of the gross remembering them and recalling them in the subtle world of either in the waking or in the dream state the subtle world is experience there also the pratnya the one witness that the, the pratnya the pratnya not the pratnya pratnya means the witnessing consciousness the one which is there in the in the gross in the subtle and the absence of the gross and subtle in the sushupti the pratnya the 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 witnessing consciousness bunjano nalipyade he is neither the enjoyer nor is he getting tainted by the enjoyment or the association of the activity this aspect of his is exactly like that of the ishvara in the cosmic level there the ishvara or the creator of the gross and subtle world and the instruments of the instruments of the macrocosm which is being experienced by thing even though when it is all those things are happening in the gross cosmos black hole or even the you know planets or asteroid hitting or in the in the even in the earth any earthquake taking place or any avalanche taking place rain happening fire happening these are all things which are happening observed by that consciousness the cosmic consciousness these events do not touch him just as the witness which we had seen the events in the childhood was untainted even today and remaining in each one of us as the witnessing consciousness how many birth and death would have been seen in the in the waking in the gross experience how many of them would have become the memory in our own our own mind as a subtle world and the absence of them when we go to sleep or when there we don't have this thing these events from childhood till now has not even tainted or touched us nabunjano nalipyate 
neither we have been consumed by that nor are we tainted by that this is the how the fifth mantra is entered by sanya therefore absolute relationship between the cosmic entity and that cosmic entity which is residing sarvabhuteshu avasthitaha he is the one which is residing as the pratnya the witnessing consciousness in each one of us this is what we have to now understand to go further in our understanding of the upanishad where the upanishad is taking us to it is taking us saying that can you see yourself as the one which was untainted by the events of your life from childhood till now the gross the subtle all those things you as the one who has been waking dream and deep sleep how many days you would have gone through that experience of the threesome till date have any one of those experiences tainted you touched you or made any any damage in your fullness or that completeness which you feel even every day morning when we wake up there is that fullness in our in our experience this is the reason why even in the waking when we do not remember certain things only partial memories are maintained it is that where that rejuvenation is taking place otherwise if everything had been absorbed by the grossness and the subtleness we would have become mad the mind will not be able to control it or not to, you know to balance it this balancing act is the act which is provided by the witness so that in he knows that these are all just appearances in the in the consciousness and he is not really touching us therefore nabujjano nalipyade i'll stop here we'll continue the karikas in the next class in the fridays same time om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you bindo ji uh, that was such a such a lucid and clear explanation uh, now i would request venkat ji and yash to give their comments or any question they have thank you arvind ji it was really beautiful and very precise to the point all the questions are being answered one by one and uh, there is i can see there is a pattern of understanding one by one like uh, that question will lead to that question and then that question also get resolved so yeah i have to give it a once more reading to get that full but i really enjoyed and uh, feeling so blissful and correctly given all the summary thank you arvind ji once again thank you haribol haribol bindu ji can you hear me yes we get 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not waiting my ears hearing it. I was a little hesitant to speak. Uh, thanks for a great uh, session uh, on the Karikas. Uh, great, you know, uh, there is a, a clear uh, articulation of Eka Evastitaha in all the four states. I have one uh, observation, Nabindoji. In the states of consciousness, one is the Eka Evastitaha, that is one uh, complete clarity there. At the same time, there is a, uh, I think you described about the memory that which move between these states, those impressions move between those states. That's another observation. Uh, it may be a side track conversation. Uh, uh, I thought I'll get some insight on the two parts of this, what is common between these uh, states. There is another thing which is common is also a memory that mode, you know, even part of it like that. But Ekavastita uh, is very clear. Thank you for, you know, completely stressing on this. Thank you. See, the movement between the gross and subtle experiences are common for both waking and dream. That is why I said that, you know, when we have a gross experience in the waking, which we let us put it in a different term called a daytime, even though there is nothing called daytime for the waking thing, even in the night we can have, we, we are all awake. That's not a different issue. But for the purpose of understanding, I'm using the word. There, what is being immediately experienced by the instruments of knowledge, it can be the sensory inputs or it can be the functions like inference, etc. These are all called the gross experiences. What gets into the subtle world is that aspect of the gross experience, which is remaining in the form of memory for a recalling. You need that even for inference or other functions of, you know, when you say that even the, for the Pratyabhitnya, you need that, you know, this is that person. Or when you see a new, uh, new uh, animal, you grasp that animal with the name and form. You understand that becomes a memory so that that memory is available. When the next time when you see that animal, it is recalled from the memory, subtle world. And then you are bringing the term called inference to make the gross experience valid. So there is a lot of process going on between the instruments of knowledge, memory, recalling, validation and experiences, all those things. But the grossness of it is what is called the waking. The subtle aspects of the process in the, in the total process is what is called the uh, you know, the, the, the Thaijasa or the subtle mind. The absence of both the grossness and the subtleness is what is called the deep sleep or the Pratnya. The one which is present in, thai, in, the, in the waking, in the sleep and in the deep sleep, that witness is called Pratnya, not Pratnya. The words are different. That is why that people make always make a mistake if you read an English translation, but both for Pratnya and Pratnya, you have to use P-R-A-J-N-A. 
So that whether it is being referred to as pratnya or pratnya, you will have to clearly understand from the you know that the dialectical method in which it has to be written. If the English translations will get into this problem. So when the pratnya is the one which is that one which is not experiencing the gross and subtle, but the witness of pratnya is the pratnya. This prajna is the common for the gross, subtle, and the absence of both. I hope it's clear now. Yes, Pindoji. That pragnanam brahma is coming from the same, you know, witness. Yes. It is not pratnyanam brahma. It is pragnanam brahma. So that's we should make out the difference between the two. Got it, Pindoji. Thank you. Hari Om. Namaste Srinivas ji. Namaste Raj. Namaste Bindu ji. Namaste. Yeah. Very beautiful session. Yeah. I'm really like indebted because first uh, Gaudapada, even though the Upanishad mantras we have discussed, the way you taking us through Karika and also Shankarabhasha and you yourself sharing your own experience which you learned from the Guru. It's, re it's really I'm feeling as if someone is very dearly feeding me with a spoon and a very small quantity very crystal clear explanation bindoji thank you like uh, i think I, I i can do nothing but just follow your explanations and that is very beautiful thanks really yeah i cannot thank you enough kind of thing. thank you Srin. so in the in the pragnanam brahma mahavakya like uh, that uh, pra what is it uh, what does it indicate, like the pra before uh, jnana? See, there, in Sanskrit, the terms have got different definitive meanings. Pratnya means consciousness. Pratnya is the pratnya who identifies itself with the non-cognition of the gross and subtle. It is not the, that consciousness which is untainted. It is just like, you know, the space is untainted. But when, when you see a cloud or a smoke or, smoke or a dust, dust storm, we superimpose say that, you know, the space is polluted now. The city is now polluted or it's going to rain, all those things. But the space which is a witness to the where the city is existing remains untainted by that. So the cloud, we say it is in the sky, right? The word used is, is in the sky. Now the sky is a word used when we refer to objects occupying a space and the space itself is different. And the, so now the difference between space and sky you, can you make out the difference between the space and sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the so same, the same, yeah. yeah. Same is the case with when you say pratnya, it stand. Let us say it is like space, and when it is when you say sky, it is like pratnya. When it is associated with the space association with a with an entity or a limitation, then it is called a pratnya. So when it is a Pratnyanam Brahma, it is not the associated, limited entity of the 
space it is that in it is purity as a witness untainted by nabujjano nalipide is neither consumed nor by getting wet by that namaste bindu ji may i ask a question yes sir namaste what's your name my name is ram okay ram so my question is uh, how do we uh, pronounce om the right way you know the chanting part a u ma and the you know the silence because each of the you know uh, uh, three parts indicates three states and the pause you know because uh, as you said uh, you know once it culminates we have a vibration so i just want to know how do we do it the right way so that's why i just want to know pronouncing is different from understanding now when i say a word like a horse the word horse is not horse but without the word i cannot convey the term horse to you if i tell that using different analogies or like four legged animal like this it can go to so many other animals to but the easiest way if i have to tell you is by when i say horse and if you know what is a horse is there is no ambiguity or confusion on it this is the relationship between the shabda and the artha artha means object the shabda and the artha there are two things which is and artha has got another meaning also is got a meaning is also one the word called artha so shabda stands for a product or an object but the shabda has got a meaning of its own this is how in the in the shabda pramanam or the shruti how they bring that conditions it the vakyapatiyam or brhatam vartrahari is in detail discussing about these aspects of it i am not getting into that now for but simplicity purpose the meaning conveyed by a sound or a word and what it stands for are not the same and you cannot substitute one for the other that also you think otherwise if you substitute it if i say fire the fire should burn my tongue because fire and the word is not the same therefore i cannot substitute the product or the object for the sound and the meaning of fire is not what the object of fire is the meaning of the word fire is derived by the qualities imparted by the object in the transactional world fire is useful for cooking it can burn me down it can it can show me light there are the so the relation between the meaning of the word fire and the object fire is derived by the transactional aspects of it but the word fire remains unchanged in all the conditions when i am looking at the object in same is the case when you say om brahman and auma is the word from the thing this is the methodology which is explained in a short treatise by shankaracharya called panchikaranam for which sureshwaracharya has written a vartika it's a small small textbook about 50 60 pages 
to answer your question om has to be pronounced as om only because there is a rule for sanskrit when two alphabets are joined together it gets replaced by a third one in certain conditions sometimes it is replaced by the free the front one sometimes it is replaced by the following letter sometimes both the letters are dropped sometimes a third letter replaces the first and second in the case of a and u the first two the o is replacing akara and ukara so you will say o then there is a makara which has got a nasal sound it is when you say ma it is it has got an akara in the end ma and a put together is ma whereas when the, without the a it is um where the lips are closed and the remaining air is let through your nose this aspect of telling a nasal sound after closing the mouth and letting the air through the nostrils is called a anuswara in sanskrit language so om becomes the ma will not be seen it becomes a dot on the top of the o the this the you know that um, moon like aspect and the dot came later when the printing came otherwise it was like earlier before that it was like o and a dot on the top only the double stroke was replaced by the semicircular moon type of a thing with the dot subsequent to when the printing developed but the alphabet a and u cannot be seen in the o so the way to pronounce it is om there is a the ma the nasal sound will remain as long as the air is going through the nostrils then you stop it but to say again the om you need to take a fresh air inside and the mouth should be opened instead of telling the akara the a you will mix the a and u put together you will say o the o is standing both a and u together so om when it is said that it is om only and i have heard people talking aum that is wrong way of pronouncing it it is not aum it is as buddha saying kar krishna the kr karushana will you say karushana karushana means the meaning itself is different that is why i send gave the example of the fire and the word and the meaning krishna the word will stand for something and karushana will stand a different meaning for the same thing. but what happens is that you are not you are not mixing the word ka and r to make it as kr sha and na will become shna so when you say kar karashana you are not get the, the listener will not get the meaning of the word krishna same is the curd say the case when people say aum what there is no word called aum as per sanskrit language a and u is standing 
Sannihita is the word used by. It means immediately or one after the other. They merge together with the rules of Sanskrit. Here the O will replace both I and U. So this is as far as the language and the pronunciation is concerned. As far as the three is indicative of the three states of Jagrat, Sopna, Sushupti. To represent that A is the sound which comes from the navel sounding through the throat and it is the loudest sound you can say make out if you want to make out. The loudest sound which can make out is A. Even when you when you are pinched or when you are given a shock or a, you are in, in a thing, the sound, largest sound you can make is when your mouth is fully open and through the, from the throat, which shows the grossness of the sound. The grossest and the loudest sound you can make is A. So that is representational of the gross world, which is of the Jagrat. Then is the subtle world when you say U, you are bringing down the grossness into an intermediate stage of mixing. But when you say mm, that that closing of the mouth, you are not allowing the grossness or the subtleness to come again until a silence comes in between. Therefore, the representation U for the subtle and the silence for the Makara, silence and this thing merging together. This is how the Omkara is representing of the whole gross, subtle and the absence of the both, which both at the individual level and at the cosmic level has been explained in the, in the lecture now. So one word which can represent the totality and the word for totality is in Sanskrit, Brihi, Vardhane is Brahma. From the word Brihi, Dadu is that Vardhane. It means con constantly expanding. The word Brahma, if you are not taking, if I am not telling what Brahman is all, the word Brahma, the, the Brihi, Vardhane, Dadu, if I am using it, it is indicative of which can encompass anything which comes up, present, future, past, all will be inside that. Bhutam bhavad bhavishyatiti sarvam onkareva. Yacha trikalatitam tatapi onkareva. Trikalatitam because even before time, if you think that there's something existed, even that is within Om. Because Brihi Vardhane, it is constantly expanding or in this continuous flux of expand, inclusive enough of everything. So if you want to bring something new, even that will come included into that word Brahma. That is why that Upanishad is using the word Om. Om hi etat sarvam. Sarvam omkara eva. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I had this question from past two weeks. So thank you. Binduji, just add, I think, to, uh, to extend this, uh, how to pronounce it. Uh, it is like a tuning an instrument in music, uh, like sitting quiet in a dark place. You can see the vibration arising from Nabi till the Adna, that is, the Nabi is the navel center, to the third eye position. Uh, Omkara can be chanted, moving. Uh, tension vibration from the Nabi to the uh, Adna. That is Adna, that's a practice uh, in yogic practices. But we are not going to discuss yogic practices. But if you want to tune your instrument with the Omkara, 
that vibration can be felt and it gives you the best tuning possible and it induces silence after the omkara is over it it just you know your instrument simply goes you know that vibration dies and silence kicks in auma is are used for the nabi who used for the uh, anahata which is heart center uh, ma used for the third eye center so individually used also to stimulate uh, uh, the similar vibrations but omkara is a whole uh, it can be used to tune the this you know this instrument to induce that perfect silence in you bindu ji just uh, curious uh, the thing that it's very helpful when you tell about the dhatu of a word so i was just wondering uh, does om contain any dhatu or it is a, a unique word that is a unique word it is not uh, a you know a root which can which has an action see there are rudi 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 shabdas and vitpanna shabdas like which is by there are certain names which are which are available by default some are derived words which is called vitpanna shabdas so om is one of them which is rudimentary in, in nature it is not a word created from the roots of activity because most of the sanskrit methodology of names and uh, you know surnames or adjectives adverbs all these are formed from the verbal roots where the activity is indicated in there but there are certain words which is called rudi shabdas or were by by that those names were there we don't know how long so we call it as apavrashaya it means is given by the creator himself so this word om is one of that is so it is not derived out of any root thank you the new other